Uh, please tell your neighbor, say good morning. It is not a greeting, it's a prophecy. It's a good morning for you. It's a great week for you. This week, God will pleasantly surprise you. This week, God will show you mercy. In the name of Jesus, if you believe it, say big amen. If today is your first time in Victory House, we celebrate you. Thank you for coming. And I pray that God will give you a first time gift in the name of Jesus. Uh, in this house, what God does is that he releases potential. I have seen people come in. The other day I was remembering about somebody who I, we were in 5933 and they were looking at the church like this. When I looked outside, I was like, do these people want to rob us? And, uh, but now I can see the glory of the Lord. That's what will happen to you if you come again and again. Amen. So we, we, we like that you have come today. Please come again. Don't be a stranger. Uh, because when you come and connect, you will see the fullness of what God has for you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen to Jesus. Please uh, be reminded that we have a short book launch for our, our dear pastor. Amen who has done 40 amen to jesus so please um just indulge us for a few minutes after service as we just quickly run through that and it will be a blessing to you and to him too amen let's show him some support and some love let him know that he has a family amen you know i always tell people when your family members are doing things you show up and you say, i have something to do when you want to do your own people will have something to do too is the, the law of seed time and harvest. So show up for people. Show up for them. Don't just say, well, well, what? Well, what? All right? I know you are going to show up. Amen to Jesus. I started talking last week about what I call God's everyday people. God's everyday people. God has been wanting that he will have everyday people. People who are not just Sunday people. People who are not just church people who every day he will be living through them in their world let's open our bibles this morning as we start this journey again today with matthew chapter 5 matthew, matthew chapter 5 13 to 16 matthew chapter 5 13 to 16 then i will also read galatians chapter 5 16 to 22 matthew chapter 5 13 to 16 the bible says you are the salt of the earth but if the salt have lost its savor wherewith shall it be salted it is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden underfoot by men ye are the light of the world a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but under a candlestick. And it give a light unto all that are in the house. 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Galatians chapter 5 from verse 16 to 22. Thank you, Jesus. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust 
of the flesh. For the flesh lusted after the spirit and the spirit against the flesh and these things are contrary the one to other so that ye cannot do the things that ye would but if ye be led by the spirit you are not under the law 19 now the works of the flesh are manifest which are these adultery fornication uncleanness lasciviousness move on idolatry witchcraft hatred variance emulations wrath strife seditions heresies envies mothers drunkenness revelings and such like of which i tell you before and i also told you in time past that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of god and verse 22 the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace long-suffering gentleness goodness faith please uh, go on I, I i gave you to verse 22 but move on all right thank you uh, meekness temperance against such there is no law god's everyday people god's everyday people if there is anything that God wants today, God wants men and women who will be his ambassadors. God has always wanted that people will represent him. We read last week from 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9 that you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. God has always wanted a royal priesthood. He has always wanted a people that will show him forth. A people that will make people know about him. And if there is any time that that needs to happen now, it is today. Ladies and gentlemen, our world today need more examples. Our world today need more models. Our world today need more people who will not just talk the talk, but walk the talk. There are a lot of talk the talks. Social media, one of the things social media has done is that everybody now is a commentator. Everybody is a preacher. Everybody is a politician. Everybody is everything. Everybody is even a cook, you know. Everybody is a doctor. Everybody, they, there's something that they, are, they have used or not even used that they want to make everybody think that that's the best thing ever. This is how to cook this kind of food. This is how to do that. This is how, so everybody's becoming everything. Everybody is now a tour guard, uh, guide. They want to tell you where you, you can, how, how you can spend small money uh, traveling overseas. How you can do this, how you can do that. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you see, the challenge is that now than ever, there's more talk and less action. There is more mouth work and less action. People are not living the talk. And I wish that it was only outside of the church that that is happening. But sad to say, it's even happening more in the church. We have the name, but we don't have anything to show for the name. And ladies and gentlemen, this is not how we got it from the early guys. The early guys, they didn't even have a name. Did you know that these guys never had Christian as a name? They didn't even have a church name. They were not named. They had no name, but people could not miss them. 
now we have name but people still cannot recognize us now we have all kinds of nomenclature in fact sometimes some of us have dressing in some other places some of us have lingos and and ways we speak we you know we know how to say hallelujah we know how to say glory to god you know we we have many of these things but it's more talk than any other thing and this morning God is asking you and asking me like he was asking us last week are you God's everyday person are you a God's everyday person you see in Acts chapter 4 and 13 Acts chapter 4 and 13 the Bible says and they took notice of them that they had been with Jesus they took notice of them that they had been with Jesus this is several days after Jesus had died this is not when Jesus was alive they took note of them what Sunday had done to their Monday they took note of them and saw that the words that they were hearing had not become flesh I believe that every word that we hear the intention of God is not that that word stays in the realm of in that spiritual realm God wants that word that word that we have heard to move into the neighborhood the Bible speaking in John chapter 1 and 14 John chapter 1 14 the Bible says and the word became flesh God wants the word to become flesh he wants you and I to carry that word into our neighborhood God wants us to be his advertisement we need to be his moving billboard we need to be like these people that scripture says and they took notice of them that they had been with Jesus people are taking note of you but the question is what note are they taking of you people are taking note of me but the question is what notes are they taking of us because if we don't comply to scripture they will not be able to take the note that we have been with, with jesus and if there's any time that we need to begin to make people to be able to take notes that we have been with jesus is about now ladies and gentlemen every time you see the killings on social or on tv and you read on news media what atrocity somebody else has done uh, don't be quick to only analyze it and stop at the fact that we need to do gun control we need to have this legislation let me tell you the truth evil cannot be legislated <laughs> before there was a gun control when evil crept into the heart of a man called Cain <laughs> there were not too many people on the earth at that time there was no social media but you see there is something about the nature of evil the nature of evil only needs a good God the nature of evil only needs Jesus men that need a savior if you give them a legislation it will not save them and so many times we are trying to give people that we should give a savior we're trying to give them legislation so what am I saying this morning God is looking for you and I to be ambassadors who will give people a savior Jesus has come Jesus is, is the one that can save. Jesus is the answer for today, like that songwriter said. But you see, for people to know that answer, they need a messenger. And really, God is counting on you as a messenger. The advertisement of Jesus, the advertisement of God, will be effective if the people that he has employed will do their job. God is always wanting you and me, our lives, to be his advertisement. In Job chapter 1 verse 8, in Job chapter 2 verse 3, 
God was asking the devil, have you seen my servant Job? I even believe God is almost asking people to be checking us out and saying, have you seen my daughter uh, uh, Shannon? Have you seen my daughter uh, uh, Jane? Have you seen my son Brian? God is asking or wanting people to see us, but sometimes they can't really see the us that God wants them to see. Why? Because we are not playing the part. Because we are not aligning to him. And this morning, God is telling you and I you can be an everyday Christian last week we started and said for you to be an everyday Christian you need to have your roots down because you see we and we need to bear fruits but you see these fruits will not happen unless we have our roots down and we looked at it last week and told us that this root is when we allow the love of God to flow from the inside of us when we let receive the love that God has for us when we allow that love to now flow out to people but this week I want to zero in on how to really practically show this love how to really practically show this love in the scripture that we have read in that Galatians chapter 5 in that Galatians chapter 5 we see the Bible it started to talk about the flesh it started to talk about the works of the flesh and ladies and gentlemen these works of the flesh that he was talking about here he was not even talking to unbelievers he was talking to people that had given their life to Christ. He was talking to the Galatian Christians that have begun in the spirit, although they were trying to walk in the flesh. But he was talking to believers and he was saying this, that for you to be an everyday Christian, you need to do something with the flesh. Let me tell you, when we receive the love of Christ into us, what happens is internal is something that happens in our spirit but you see it's almost like when something happens in a small place and you need that thing to multiply to other places you need to control what has happened in that small space so that it can multiply and ladies and gentlemen what happened to you when you gave your life to Christ happened in inside you your spirit man became regenerated your spirit man became renewed but you see it did not do anything to your flesh how many of you know that if you gave your life to Christ and you used to think about some things you will not suddenly have amnesia you still be able to think about those things in fact <laughs> let me shock some of you sometimes it seems that when we turn to God that's when the thoughts will not even be bombarding us and thanks to social media thanks to all kinds of things going on in our world you we, we i mean there's not ne never a dull moment i mean you open your computer open this you go to a website every website has some level of advertisement there and some things you don't want to see some things you don't want to hear they are they are luring you so what do you do so paul is telling them this you need to identify the works of the flesh you need to identify the works of the flesh. You need to identify and know that everything I do, the fact that I've given my life to Christ, does not mean it's God doing it through me. You need to understand who is moving you. For you to be an everyday Christian, you need to understand, or everyday person of God, you need to understand part time who is moving you. And Paul is saying that you can understand who is moving you by what you are doing. 
We can know who is walking through you by what you are doing. It's not by what you are saying. It's even, not even by what you are singing. There are sometimes people are singing something, but what you are doing, we know that's not the Spirit of God. You are singing about the Spirit, but you are not walking with the Spirit. And so this morning, God is saying, for you to be an everyday Christian, it's not only to receive the love, you need to also watch and be careful who is driving you. Let me tell you this. Most people think their greatest enemy is the devil. It's not the devil. The devil is only as powerful as much as he can use your flesh against you. The flesh is the culprit. It is the flesh. It is the flesh that makes it hard for many people to be God's everyday person. It is the fact that they have not done anything about the flesh. It is the fact that they thought that the flesh would take care of itself. They have left the flesh to autopilot. They have left the flesh to automatic. News flash. You don't leave the flesh to automatic. The flesh is not going to take care of itself. The flesh is not. You are not just going to just suddenly not just do those things. No. There needs to be a participation. You have to decide. You have to be willing. And you have to now allow. I will show you how to allow. But you need to understand. And be asking yourself the question. Who is driving me? What is moving me? And he gives us a long list here. A long list here. At least the list to suggest who is moving us. In verse 19. He gave us four lists of lost if you find lust moving you, if you see lust, you can pull it off. Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness. If you find these things moving you, friends, this is the flesh. Friends, you have to do something about this. Friend, you have to know how to participate with God to take care of this. We, if you give your life to Christ, we should not see the flesh showing up like this. I have seen too many church men. I have seen too many church women who they have been to church more than church itself. But this flesh thing, lost, is still showing up there. And you hear all kinds of excuses. Let me tell you this. You don't deal with the flesh when you don't take responsibility. You don't deal with the flesh when you make excuses. You don't deal with the flesh and say, well, this was in the Bible days. <laughs> as the Bible days gone the Bible days is still here we are still in the Bible days forever oh Lord your word is settled in heaven and so God's everyday people they need to be people who do not allow things like this to drive them lost lost desire that are not godly desire for an affinity with someone especially sexually inclination that are not godly the bible says it's the work of the flesh it's the work of the flesh and let me tell you the truth the devil will want to creep it in he will want to creep it in especially if he has used it before you see what the devil does is this he wants to continue business as usual in a very subtle way in a very subtle way if you used to be a particular thing if you used to do one particular thing before you give your life to christ the devil wants you to go back to that and subtly 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 he will bring it in because he knows that you are easily tempted away from that the scripture calls it the sins 
things that easily beset us. So the devil wants to bring it. So you and I have to now cooperate with God. So Paul was saying this. You have to identify who is the driver. And you can identify the driver as, 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 as flesh. If you see lost. There are four sins of lost he mentioned there. You can identify the driver as impiety or some superstitions going on in your life and these are sins also and this is also manifested through our flesh you can also see that the flesh is the one leading you if you find that temper rage rata nine of them he lists in that scripture from verse 20 to 21 you can still know that it is the flesh leading you it is the flesh leading you ladies and gentlemen we, we there is no emotion that God has not given us power to control God has not given us the spirit of fear but of law and of a sound mind or of self-control we're able to control so it is the flesh that is moving you if we see these nine sins of temper it is also the flesh that is moving you if we see some sins of appetite what you eat what you drink oh what you eat what you drink you know and many people in the name of all kinds of things they excuse themselves from many things especially when it comes to what you drink oh it's it's it's, it's not really going to do me this it's not really going to do that but ladies and gentlemen if you don't want to end somewhere you don't start there are so many people we hang around the edges we hang around the places where we are closer to the cliff and we are closer to the fall. We allow the flesh because you see the flesh, the flesh, what the flesh wants to survive, what the flesh needs to gain ascendancy is indulgence. Is indulgence. When you indulge the flesh, the flesh will love it. The flesh will, will make you feel like, well, if you don't give me what you've always been giving me, I, I, something is going to happen to you. And when you keep giving it, when you keep indulging, you keep walking in that spiral, in that, in that slope. And this morning, God is saying there is victory in Jesus. God is saying there is victory in Christ. There is something that can hold you and you don't have to be driven by the flesh. Because if you want to be God's everyday person, you can't be led by the flesh. The flesh is a bad master. The flesh is a bad master. In fact, the flesh was meant to be tamed. The flesh was meant to be put under. There is nobody. No matter how long you have been working with Christ, if you don't know how to put your flesh under, very soon it will put you under. If you read through scripture, you will see many men, many women who had promising future, who had promising promises from God. Samson is an example that comes to mind. Very promising guy. Men that were mighty could not conquer him, but his flesh conquered them. There are people, there are countries, there are nations that an army could not bring down, but the flesh brought them down. And so this morning, God is telling me to tell you that the flesh needs to be under. The flesh can be tamed. The flesh can be brought under. And when you tame the flesh, the Bible says uh, you'll be God's everyday person. 
because you see what happens is this to tame the flesh God has a remedy he has something that he puts out in this Galatians chapter 5 and that we start reading from verse from verse 22 about the fruit of the spirit if you want to be a God's everyday person you have to be able to tame the flesh you have to walk in partnership with God so that your flesh will produce the fruits of the spirit your flesh will manifest the fruit of the spirit when it comes to this fruit of the spirit you need to partner with God and let's walk through the list of this fruit of the spirit the Bible said the fruit of the spirit is love remember and see there that he didn't say the fruit of the spirit ah the fruits the fruits plural are this he said the fruit of the spirit is love remember we said last week that the root of all this discussion is love but now this fruit of the spirit which is love shows him up in this way i know that i have this fruit of the spirit called love essentially in this variation number one he says there will be love you will see joy you will see peace you will see long suffering you will see kindness you will see goodness you will see faithfulness you will see gentleness you will see self-control by this love the, the bible means or the word of god means a divine strong tender compassionate devotion to the well-being of someone the kind of love that God had for us. The kind of love that the Bible speaks about in 1 Corinthians 13. Uh, if you start reading from verse 4. 1 Corinthians 13 from verse 4. This is agape love. The sacrificial love. It's a fruit of the spirit. Uh, the, the, the fruit of the spirit also has uh, in that component of that love. Uh, joy. What is this joy? It's an emotional excitement. It is gladness. It is delight over blessings received or expected for oneself and for others. It is exuberation. It is bubbly, bubbliness that God creates on the inside of you and that you will permit and you will allow. Sometimes when you even think you are sad, if you, if you calm down and if you allow God, you will find joy spring forth. Uh, you will find joy can show up because you see joy is even way beyond what happens uh, joy is a fruit of the spirit it also says here that this love uh, will show up in peace uh, it will be a state of quietness uh, a state of rest uh, repose harmony and order security in the midst of turmoil uh, and strife and temptation these are the fruits of the spirit these are the things that God is saying you can use to be your compass in life you can partner with the spirit of god so that these things find expression and you'll find out that the flesh will not be the one ruling uh, what what other thing is he saying in this component uh, that we are looking at long suffering long suffering is patient endurance patient endurance with frailties of people with offenses of people with 
injuries with provocations of others uh, without complaint or resentment long suffering uh, ladies and gentlemen uh, God's everyday people will be men and women who have long suffering uh, who are able to endure uh, uh, insults of people I'm not saying that they are going to condone people and make them to abuse them no I am just saying that they will not be people who are always trying to prove their right uh, and show their right the reason why so many people are not able to allow the fullness of uh, uh, this love of God to find expression in their everyday is that you are too conscious of your right. You are too conscious of your position in such a way that you feel like that if somebody does something in this particular way and I don't show it to them, I don't give it to them, they won't know that um, you know, I'm so and so and so. The Bible speaking in Philippians chapter 2 and 5. It says let this mind be in you. That was also in Christ Jesus. He said he taught it not robbery with God but brought himself down. I have found out that many people that are something, they don't need to say it. When people start proving, you don't know who I am, they are not anything. <laughs> or if they are something, what they are is still little. Because real greatness will be able to bear, will, be, will have what we call long-suffering. In this, in this love, in this, in this fruit of the Spirit, we also have kindness. Kindness is a disposition to be gentle, soft-spoken, even tendered, cultured, and refined in character and conduct. It's, it's, it's when we, we, we are refined, we allow the hand, the hand of God to work in us for refinement in our character. This fruit of the Spirit, we see goodness there. The state of being kind, virtuous, benevolent, generous, and God-life in life and conduct. God is looking for men and women who are godlike in life and culture and conduct. Excuse me. What do we also see in the fruit of the Spirit? Faithfulness. The living, divinely imparted, acquired, and created principle of inward and wholehearted confidence and assurance. God will want you and I to live with assurance in Him. We don't get moved by everything that is happening there. It's, it's, it's a fruit of the Spirit. Faithfulness. What is also a fruit of the Spirit? Gentleness. A disposition to be kind, indulgent, even, even balanced. Even balanced. You're balanced in temper, in your passion, and patient in suffering without trying to seek revenge. And the final one in this list of nine is self-control immoderation immoderation and I think this, this can even summarize all of these fruits all of these attributes of the fruit called love self control being able to control yourself being able to, being able to walk within the confines of scripture being able to be at liberty but not using your liberty to be an occasion for the flesh self control being able to put the brakes no matter how powerful a car is any car that is powerful without brakes is dangerous and god has the ability to make us to be able to put self-control or put brakes on our lives and so this morning i'm asking you are you an everyday god's person if you're an everyday god's person we will see these fruits in your life 
in, in that Galatians chapter 5, if you get home, I, I will encourage you to read Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5 catalogs how we can even make this fruit of the Spirit find expression. You know, from verse 1, he started talking about standing in the liberty, uh, then moves on to maintaining justification. But there is something I want to pay attention to as I, I, I uh, draw the curtain on this message this morning. Is that in verse 16, the Bible says, Walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. Let's read this. It says, This I say then, walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That means that when it comes to this fruit of the Spirit, the of the Spirit there is the most important part of it. For you to maintain it and have it, you have to partner with the Spirit. You have to make sure that the driver changes from the flesh and the driver now becomes the Spirit. You walk in the Spirit. You walk in the spirit not only when you are in church, you walk in the spirit everywhere. In fact, you walk in the spirit more outside of the church than you are inside of the church. Because the Bible said in Romans chapter 8 and 14, it says, And those that are being led by the spirit, they are the sons of God. So if you are a son of God, if you are a daughter of God, you need to be led by the spirit. You need to allow the spirit. And you see, being led, walking in the spirit that he's talking about here is this yielding to the spirit of God. You see, when we gave our life to Christ, the Spirit of God took residence in us. But the residence is in a subtly passive way. You, with cooperation and uh, recognition and permission, will have to allow the Spirit to gain dominance. It will come very gentle inside you. Don't say that. Some of us we feel that nudge. You will feel that nudge. Don't no no just just calm down. Don't talk now. Talk later. You say no 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 no. I can't. I have to give them now, as it is hot. And you give them as it is hot. But at that time you have switched from the spirit. You are now in the flesh. Oh no 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 no. I can't take that. I know but no ain't no God. We got time for that. I've heard you. I've heard you. But God this morning is saying, walk in the spirit. You will know if you if we partner with the spirit more and more, we will be God's everyday people. If we allow the spirit of God to have fullness in us, not only waiting for the spirit of God to lead us in big things. People usually expect the spirit of God and want to work with the spirit of God when it comes to which job should I do? Which wife should I marry? But sometimes people don't understand that the Spirit of God wants to tell you, don't, don't, don't put that that window. Don't, 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 don't. He wants to tell you that because you want to take down the window and cast that person out or, you know, let them know that they were something. And sometimes when you want to put your hand on the hunk, you know, sometimes the Holy Spirit catches me. I remember, I think maybe it was even yesterday, somebody just caught me. I went like this. <laughs> I guess they always be like, don't go like that or the hunk. Just let them go. When we allow the Spirit, when we walk with Him, when we walk with Him by fellowship with fellowshipping with Him, when we walk with Him by talking to Him, 
when we walk to him by allowing him to talk to us from the word of God, we are walking in the spirit. You, you see, the Bible, this, this example, this analogy of walking is that you are taking a ride and the spirit is your standby, is walking by you. You are not taking a step ahead of him, you are walking and stepping with him. Because you understand that if you go farther than him or you are walking behind him, the flesh will catch up with you. And you need to always identify who is the driver because a God everyday person a God's everyday people the driver cannot be the flesh the flesh is not in your interest the flesh the Bible said in this scripture is walking against the spirit <laughs> the flesh not even the devil now yeah the flesh is walking against the spirit so that you will fulfill its desires so what do you do walk in step with the spirit what the word of God says is what you want to do. You want to, you want to ask the spirit, what do you want me to do in this case? You want to allow the spirit, what do you want me to say in this place? How do you want me to, to, to behave here? What would Jesus have done? That's how to walk in the spirit. What will Jesus have done? That's how to walk with the spirit. So God is telling us this morning, we must walk in the spirit. Another thing we see from this Galatians chapter 5 is that we must crucify the flesh with the affections thereof we must multiply the flesh you must tell the flesh no you cannot allow your flesh to be fed per se let me tell you this when you want the driver to be the spirit you have to feed more what you want to be the driver and starve what you don't want to be the driver if you feed more of your spirit, your spirit will gain ascendancy. If you feed more of your flesh, your flesh will gain more ascendancy. And I'm not talking of food. I'm talking of indulgence. I'm talking of what you see. I'm talking of what you hear. I'm talking of where you go to. If you indulge yourself or your flesh more and more, you will have the flesh leading you. There are so many people, they hang around things that they know will hurt their flesh. That they know were things that used to be their former conversation and they will hang around that place i've told you the story before when i became born again i wrote letters to my friends and i asked them to come and be part of this new life of christ some of them were very surprised that wow how can this guy be saved and i was still pretty young then and they were wondering and one day somebody was having a birthday party and they invited me and I felt the spirit of God tell me don't go ah, I was telling myself no that must be the devil how can the spirit of God say I should not go when I'm going to go and preach to them and I felt the spirit of God telling me do not go why because the spirit of God knows that that place is an environment that will bring to remembrance the former life many of us we hang around environments that will strengthen the flesh let me tell you no matter who you are your flesh is still your flesh and you see that flesh does not become born again so to say no it's the spirit the mind with renewal or the soul with renewal is being saved but the flesh this body even this body we are going to put it down bible said this mortality must put no immortality this corruption that's what the bible calls it. even if you are a child of god it's still corruption it must put on incorruption and that one will happen at the resurrection so as we are here we have to manage this flesh and we have to make no occasion for the flesh a god's everyday person 
will not make occasion. So I made occasion for the flesh in that instance. And, you know, they were doing their own thing. I, and it looked like I was not touched, you know. That's what we tell ourselves. I'm, I'm just different. I was, it looked like I was not touched. It looked like I was, I was okay. But when I got home, the devil now pressed play on everything I was hearing there. And it felt like, I can't live this life. I can't live for God. It felt like it's in me that I've been standing with God for months. It felt like everything I had been doing with God, all my history with God was just one day of creating an avenue for the flesh. All the history was about to go. And God had warned me, don't go there. So this morning I'm saying to you, to live a God everyday life, you have to walk with the Spirit. You have to also recognize that when it comes to this flesh, you have to starve it. You have to starve it from things that will draw you away from the life of God. You have to make sure that you crucify the flesh. It's still in this Galatians, it's Galatians 2.20. It was Paul that was speaking to the Galatian Christian. He says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. That's how you have to do. And you have to do it daily. You have to do it daily. Let me tell you the truth. If you lived for God yesterday, don't be deceived to think that it will always be like that. The devil is standing around the corner. The devil wants you to turn back. There are people, they have had some good history with God and suddenly they turn back to their vomit. Why? They made room for the flesh. They created atmosphere for the flesh. They allowed the flesh. And God is saying this morning, I want God's everyday people. I want people that will be advertisement for me in their school, in their workplace, wherever they go. And what they will need to do is walk with my spirit. Another thing they will need to do is this. That flesh, they must crucify the flesh. They must starve the flesh. They must take the things. Do you know why we fast? Many people think that fasting is about God. It's not about God. God does not eat. He has not eaten before. So why will you not eat in impress him? It's like you now come to me and impress me. You know that you're a man. Like a male man. I'm also a man now. I have always been a man. Amen. So I will thank God for you but no thanks. I'm not uniquely impressed that you're a man. So God is not necessarily impressed about fasting. What does fasting do? What fasting does is to put the flesh on that. Why? So that the spirit can gain ascendancy. And when the spirit gains ascendancy, it is the spirit of man that communicates with God, with the spirit of God. So when you fast, what you are doing is this. I am creating a platform to walk more in the spirit. That's it. That's it. That's it. it fasting does nothing to God. It does all things to you. And so this morning, God is asking for God's everyday people. I'm not saying you go and fast after the service. Some have already been eating already, so you, you can't fast. And Pastor Andrew wants to give us some lunch, so we will not even fast. Amen. So don't be in a hurry. Pastor Andrew will take care of some ga gastrointestinal ministry. But this morning, I'm saying to you, are you a God's everyday person? If you're a God's everyday person, the spirit is the driver, not the flesh. I want you to bow down your heads and speak to God this morning.